Good morning, good afternoon. My name is E Ray, aka Gilgamesh, and I'm back again. Um, today's topic, um, I want to dive into. Um, I want to dive into real stuff. I want to talk about white supremacy, things of that nature, and how white supremacy is bad for not just black people, bad for white people, it's bad for all people. Um, and I'm probably going to talk about some, going into some ranting about different things dealing with white supremacy. Um, I'll start off with hip hop. Um, and this is what I'm talking about hip hop. Um, saying that Eminem is the GOAT uh, and the whole Lord Jamal. Um, I have a diverse opinion about Lord Jamal's um, reactions and about Nick Cannon and whatnot. Because I'm, I'm going to talk from a truth, my truth, and I don't know if, what their truth is, whatever. I don't know if, if uh, I, I, be, I believe Lord Jamal is speaking from his truth. I believe in the beginning he was. Now I think it's. I feel that he may be cloud chasing or somebody telling him, "Oh, you need to pull up on saying certain things because we won't be able to do this or that if, or you know, saying who get you know, um, but or telling him, "Oh, the controversy is good. Keep your name out there." Now the Nick Cannon thing, I understand. You know. Mariah Carey is the mother of his children. Um, Eminem saying the things he's saying. Of course, you know, people want to, you know, I mean, you have every right. Um, now, here's my idea with all that. He's saying that he wants to get, he wanted Eminem to be on his show. And maybe I think that was some of the, I think some of the things were gimmicky. But let's, let's dive into um, white supremacy. Um, and some of the, I think the culture of young people in the state of what hip hop is in today, whatever, why not? Okay. Well, Eminem, is he a lyrical dude? Yeah. It, would he probably be in the top 30 of lyrical guys? Yes. Is he a cannabis? By no means. Is he uh, a black thought? By no means. Is he a most deaf Talib Kweli? By no means. Now, that's lyricism along with style, presence, and spitting knowledge. Me, I'm a crucial critical cognitive thinker. My cousin said it's too much. Just uh, He said just being a critical thinker. That's all I should leave it to. But you have, I think you have to have all those elements. I believe you have to have the crucial critical cognitive thinking skills. Because that means that you can see something and forecast a future from what you see, what you derive from. Now, things that I've seen in a time frame of when I first heard, like uh, seen the Eminem, uh, I, my name is. That was the first introduction. That was pretty much the only song I've really ever heard in, in detail besides when I heard him on Lyricist Lounge. I think it was like the first volume, maybe, or first. I think he was on the Sound Bombing. Um, or it may have been Sound Bombing. I think it was Sound Bombing, too. 
I heard Eminem on. Um, so, um, as far as him being lyrical, I gave him that 100%. He's a lyrical guy. He can, he can take some words out of the human or the English dialect and put them together and, you know, and put them over a track. Um, is he almost deaf? This, and I will say this. And to some people's truth, it might be. He might be. He might invoke something in you. They never invoke anything in me because I never was a Marilyn uh, Marilyn Manson fan, and that's not a knock on people who like Marilyn Manson. I just I wasn't into that ever. Um. So to me, he was like the Marilyn Manson of rap. So I kind of found it was gimmicky, you know, in the way he came in. But I was, I guess, I was his lane. Uh, I was always kind of a conscious person. I love history, uh, a thriving history, social studies. Those are some of the things I really loved and enjoyed. Uh, I'm thinking even about possibly doing some history, uh, explaining some history, but explaining it. I won't even say dumbing it down, but explaining to like the new generation now, so they'll have a better understanding of some of the things that uh, we found in history and and now you know. The more you dive back in history, the darker history gets. And I mean, um, as far as melanin, why not? A lot of things that you think you know, you don't know. But getting back to uh, the whole 50 Cent thing, I mean, the whole Eminem thing. Like, and, and speaking of 50 Cent, 50 Cent, you have to understand, has a network deal. He is not going to say that Eminem is not the GOAT or he's going to say anything back to him because that's the dude who opened the door for him whatnot. And it's a loyalty thing. And I, I get that too. I get 50 Cent strategy. 50 Cent comes from a tutelage of Jam Master J, one of the founders of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Probably wouldn't have cats doing what they do today if it wasn't for Jam Master J, Run DMC, and those type of guys like that. Okay. So... With that, um, let's let me let me take it the first a step back, okay. Suge Knight should be credited for um the Eminem move, and you gotta understand, Dr. Dre was there. Or, you know, saying was around Suge and understood the move that Suge made when he had, I think in the Van Winkle or something, we know him with Ice hanging over a balcony, whatever, with the big guys and made him sign over Ice Ice Baby. Him being a, a intelligent dude, because the dude went to college, he went to UNLV, regardless he played football, whatever, this dude took some classes. And he, from what I'm understanding, he came from a really good background, mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? Who didn't play that. Um, this is why he was savvy. As far as deals and stuff like that. This dude was no dummy. You know. So she, you have Suge Knight. And he 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 knew. The. The ratifications of numbers. And crossing over. And, and doing those things. Having a white rapper. Because white kids was already listening to rap. They were supporting rap. You know what I'm saying? Those those are the individuals to support it. <laughs> you know, uh, if you're in the hood and your stomach touching your back and you 
barely got two dollars to rub together, you're not trying to buy no tape. You're not trying to go out there and buy, you know what I'm saying, the culture that you're living in every day. You know what I'm saying? That's that's foolish. We enjoyed it because you know what I'm saying it came from us and we can understand we re- we relate to it. Somebody else is purchasing it. You get what I'm saying? So of course that's what you had. So Suge knew this. Suge knew who was the people purchasing the the music and what Vanilla Ice meant to that. Because Vanilla Ice was pretty much the white MC Hammer. MC Hammer at the time was killing it. If anybody's saying that no town, MC Hammer ain't town business, something wrong with you. MC Hammer is probably the most town business cat you know. But he's smart, intelligent. You got to remember in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, smart cat. Most people aren't. I'm from Fillmore, man. I come from Fillmore. People say, man, you sound like a white guy. Whatever. I'm from Fillmore, partner. <laughs> 612 and Laguna. So you have to understand this. Um, I've lived a, a few places. I've got to meet people. I talk to people. You know what I'm saying? I love people. I love engaging in different things and talking to people. But, you know what I'm saying? I have a subject that I like to call micro to macro. Micro to macro is something totally different. You have to understand micro to macro. It's a totally crazy situation because I'm training myself to be more macro. But I have to deal with the micro. And sometimes I revert back to micro because... Of something that happens and it makes you ah oh, shit, I gotta go back to micro again. I gotta touch upon this. Be in and I have long discussions with my cousin about these things too, and it's crazy. But that's my I, I stop ranting. But let me go back. I gotta keep pulling myself back to the to the concept we were talking about. So Shug knew this. Hung him over the balcony, made him sign over. He knew what a white rapper revenue could do. You know, so he's 50 MC Hammer was killing it 30 million in like the late 80s, early 90s. You have a white rapper doing this, doing, doing Hammer, you know, saying can dance, can move, you know, saying had this crazy high top fade that was that was in at that time. So, should knew that. Okay, let's roll to 98. Okay. Dre knew this from knowing what Suge, being around Suge, understanding the music business, starting to see, okay, who's buying. You know, I remember um, in high school, like I said, I, I couldn't buy the culture. I lived the culture. So I was in Mississippi in high school. I remember white rappers bumping more Southern, like cussing and bitch ho nigga this. Bumping it because they could afford the systems. Their parents, like, I, I went to Pass High, the school that we shared a vocational center was Long Beach High. The revenue their parents made versus the revenue that parents and most of the parents in Pastor Stan made was totally lopsided. Long Beach, you know what I'm saying? Money was probably a little better than it was where we're at. So. That's that's where we were with that whole ordeal or whatnot. So, you know, we're on that. And um, I bring it back because um, 
you I'm trying to bring you, I'm trying to connect the dots with you so you can start seeing. Okay, so you start seeing these other white rappers come along. So Eminem comes along, he's selling, he's doing crazy stuff, and then you gotta understand too at the time the boy band stuff. So he was in a boy band, so he attacked boy bands. You know? He was so he was that edgy white kid who who was because the the culture of hip hop grew to be universal. It was micro at one point, then it became macro. Right now, it's a macro point of view. S- similar similar stages like what jazz went through. A lot of our uh, a lot of things that we do, we tend to create things at a micro level, and then um, someone comes in and they take it on as a macro level, and then we kind of lose it. You know what I'm saying? Because we created it, but somebody else put whatever resources behind it and then other cultures want and want it and came in you know came inside and at this point i i disagree with them saying that you know they're uh i the point where they were guests was i would probably say when eminem first started they were guests yeah but now he's a resident now (laughs) It's gentrification. Gentrification happens on on all stages. It's gentrified. Hip hop is gentrified right now. Anybody can be a rapper. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just letting you know. It's like gentrification. I can't tell you gentrification is good or bad. I'm just letting you know. This is what it is. It's gentrification or rap. But if you're a purist, if you come from that neighborhood, like I, I I tell you, um. Gentrification is really crazy, and I'm going to correlate this with this, too. Gentrification is crazy. You have um, a place in Durham, North Carolina. I went to this art place there in Durham, and there was white people. I was probably the only black guy there. It was an Indian guy. He was the only other melanated person there. He was from India. He had some type of art exhibit where he had um, video art. Where he time lapsed this old movie, um, which was talking about, and it was really interesting because he broke it down to me. Um, it was a place in India where the name, because it was colonized, was changed, and the people reclaimed it back. And so they they enunciated the name of this place. I, I'm gonna remember it. I, I'm gonna try to get back until you guys remember the place, but um. They reclaimed it back and they changed the pronunciation of it back after they removed the colonists from from there. So, but that's here and there. But talking to some of the, the white residents there, and this guy, he had lived in Durham his whole life. He was a white guy. He was a resident, and he was talking about how gentrification changed his neighborhood. He used to talk to his neighbors and be, you know, like, "Hey, I'm going out of town." You know, and his neighbors say, hey, look, keep an eye on my house. And they would keep an eye on his house. He said he didn't have that same comfortability. He said he waved at his neighbors. They waved at him. Was no connection there. He didn't feel it. Okay. Um, I have some associates, some white associates that I work with. And one of them, their father, was talking about how Orange County, which is a county in... Um, North Carolina, Chapel Hill, places like Hillsboro or Incorporated, where where he lives, um, 
they're annexing his 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 area and they're putting stuff in his area where you know and this was kind of a rural area but expansion and growth gentrification there's a rdu which is in um it's a research triangle it's the raleigh durham and chapel hill which you have three big colleges within that area tech companies want to come here and tap into those resources duke unc and north uh, and nc state you also have other schools in that area too you have central that lies there you have shaw which is downtown raleigh which is these are some of the hbcus you also have like in greenville they call that um the piedmont the piedmont triad you have greensboro i believe they consider that winston-salem and i want to say charlotte i'm not sure if they call them that the piedmont but that's a it's a similar situation going on there um and you got a bunch of schools in that area too so um with that you have individuals who you know what I'm saying coming in and they're different they have different thought processes why so hip hop is changing whether we like it or not it's being gentrified you have individuals wearing skirts skinny jeans um the sneaker culture always been, I think, a part of hip hop, but it's gone to something crazy ridiculous. Um, so people are doing different things. They're gentrifying hip hop. So old residents getting upset with it. You know what I'm saying? I was at one point because I wanted my hip hop. But I guess it's room for everybody. Because, like, you know, I'm like, I'm close to, I'm 40. So you got to understand about probably got maybe another 30 years of my life or you know 20 whenever you know like my youth has pretty much been been <laughs> you know so it's time for like hip-hop isn't young something young man it's it's for the young not saying it isn't in place for the elders because I still love and enjoy the boom bap, they call it now, which was just hip-hop. I enjoy the boom bap. But I think where it really now is, is really people just singing. You know what I'm saying? I think they're doing, they, they, they've stole from Bone Thugs and Harmony. Because if they're really originators of all that new, the new singing, Drake, or whatever, I would say they would have to give it to Bone Thugs and Harmony. Because they were harmonizing and singing and doing that kind of stuff. They were originators of that. Um, it used to be a time like, man, R&B dudes is trying to be hip hop dudes, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, you know, and you know, say you you get clown for that. You know what I'm saying? And even old Dirty, you had to give it something to old Dirty. Old Dirty was harmonized. Oh yeah, oh baby, come on. Old Dirty was one of the originators of that, but. I mean, he created a lane, but it was still, you still had to have bars, hip-hop, you know what I'm saying? You had to have originality. Now, is this like, I can't, I honestly can't tell you who is who. Everybody seems to have auto-tune, singing, you know what I'm saying? They may have a couple bars here and there, or think they're saying something clever. Like, okay, I'm going to give you some bars of, of what I call, I, I think, a cleverness hip-hop. Clever hip-hop. Okay, um, like do said, my I, I'm not gonna tell you who it is. I'm a, I'm gonna say the lines first. A real hip hop head's gonna know who it is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Periods, 
But and then I'll tell you afterwards. He said, To tell the truth, you don't amaze me. Killer Hill Project, the Star Trek phaser couldn't fade me. Check the rate of ruckus. Smoking Dutch masters. Got them screaming for the Dutchess. You, I gotta have it. So I got to stack my paper. If I don't do it for myself, I'm gonna do it for case because that's my people. Injection you will, hitting you injections that be lethal. You know what I'm saying? That was meth. And that wasn't even some of his dopest stuff. Like, exhibit. Exhibit. Got a line where he said, he says, um, and this is crazy. And then kind of, when this line always bring me back to a situation I had in my life where he was saying, where he says, he said, he said, every night I recite the same prayers every night. Watch my dogs, make sure they all stay tight, fully prepared for gunfight in broad daylight. Till then, to the chin, let it begin. We can break bread or break skin. Now that's, see, that, he painted a picture for me. And um, he brought me back to a place where I was being young and stupid. I could this could have changed my whole life. I could be in bars or dead right now or something over a girl who, you know, what I'm saying my homeboy was just messing around with, <laughs> and I'm riding in the car dirty with the rusty old shotgun. Saw it all. My whole life could have been gone, Mississippi. But that was me being dumb. Young and dumb, not thinking, um, not perfect, not perfect at all. But um, if you're in a situation like that, guys, don't ever do it. Be cognitive in your thought process. That's what you got to do. But you understand, this is this is hip hop. This is this is my hip hop. So, you know, am I a little greasy? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I mean, I, but I find it some of the young boys are still doing it. Like Wonder still producing some cats that are doing it. Um, who, Gene Gray produces some stuff um, that I've messed with recently. Um, this Blue and Exile, Dak Savage, uh, Faishon. These are Cali rappers too. And then like New York, I ain't really like New York. I believe because they're so close to the East Coast that when Atlanta and that whole Atlanta style of like, I think a lot of cats took to that style. But it was some cats like I love Joey Badass. Um, I like some Dave East stuff. I fucks with him, yeah. Um, of course, you know I, I go back to the old school, and and some cat. Oh, little brother, um, is killing it right. Now. Little brother. That new album they just put out. That and it, like that shit is for if you a, a thirty five and older, you need to fuck with that little brother. That new album they just came out. With. I believe it's the Lord knows my name. Some some to that nature. Google it. It's on YouTube, man. That album is fire from beginning to end. It brought back my, my boy. Uh, <laughs> hey, look, you. I ain't, I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't heard the album. That shit is hot. Um. My girl Rhapsody, fire! I did. I recently did a poll. I just some random girls. I I was seeing walk by. Um, I'm gonna say ages 21 and older. I kind of asked Rhapsody, and and this is in the state of North Carolina. And this is what's crazy. I said Rhapsody or Cardi B or Cardi B. I said, do you know who Rhapsody? They were like, who is Rhapsody? Like she from your soil, partner. How you don't know who Rhapsody is? You know what I'm saying? She everything. She she every woman, and she spit. She just did an album where she spit all the women. 
You know what I'm saying? That was doing. She did a song. She had a song she did with Queen Latifah, and you know what I'm saying. I got mixed feelings about Queen Latifah, the new Queen Latifah, and you know what I'm saying. But you know, but it, that shit is fire. Queen Latifah spit so hard on that shit, man. I was like, oh my god, hell to the queen on that one. And I wasn't really asking cats. I wasn't really fucking with her like that because I kind of had like some issues with her. But you know. That's my that's my issue. That's my truth. I gotta live with that. But she, I know she fires hell on that Rhapsody song that she did with her. Man, that shit is fire. But again, you know, this is um, this is kind of what we, you know, saying what we have. This is what we dealing with. Going back, and then okay, I'm on I'm on my hip hop rant and shit. But you know what I'm saying. Going back to you know what I'm saying the original thing, the Eminem. And um, like that, like Eminem. This and then I'm I'm a, I'm a bridge this. Okay, I don't have a problem with white people saying nigga. Most black people that know me, no, I'm probably I'm. I don't really, <sighs> woke, I guess, whatever, conscious, whatever. But I love my people. But I love humans. That's my macro. I love my people. When I say I love my people, that's micro. Macro, I love all humans. Micro, I love my people. Because if I don't love myself and love my people, I can't love the world. I can't love all human beings. So, with that, I don't care if you say nigga. Nigga, more, negra, gaffa, all those. Take them all. You give energy to words. You don't allow people to give energy to words. Say what you want to say. I won't give you that energy. You can call me a nigga. I won't give you the energy. Because if you want to, if you do, and then if you you so-called say Christian, you can call me a nigga. So I'm in good company. Right? Because you believe in Jesus. And Jesus was described as a black man. He was described as a nigga. Jesus is a nigga. Woolly hair. Burnt brown skin. This is, even the ancients talking about that. (laughs) Um, we can go to the first spark of European intellect, which was Homer's Iliad and Odyssey. You don't take my word for it, Acts. The college professor, every college professor, I, I believe, in any university will tell you that. Um, that was the first spark of the Romans and Greeks telling their stories. Um, Herodotus was the, he was the, the historical scholar who told Homer the story so Homer can put them on paper. Or write them down, however they did it. Scribe it. And he described a similar... He he described the people of the island of Crete the same way that the Bible describes Jesus. He said that they were defying the laws of nature because they had... um, What do they call them? Uh, Those uh, fountains shooting water up. The fountains were shooting up. And they were like, hold hold up. That's defying the laws of nature. When he came to the island of Crete, and then and, uh, and they were like trying to figure like, what are you talking about? Because water was shooting up. What they had did was they had dug intricate tunnels, which called air, po- which caused air pockets, which caused these um, pressures building up. So as the water would go into the f- uh, fountain and fall down and trickle down into these air pockets that were underneath the fountain, it would create a pressure. And this pressure would cause it. To push the water back up as it would come up. So you would like cause these like. 
And it would look like they were defining it was like, well, how are they doing this? How are they doing this? Scientists, scientists today have been recreating that. Um, well, I watched a documentary maybe a year or two ago about this. This one science from one of the science channels, or whatever. And he was he was showing how they did this. Uh, um, this was done um, on the island of Crete, and he described uh, Heredit described them as the woolly-haired, dark-skinned people that he seen in Ethiopia. Um, these are from different books too. You can read. Um, uh, one of the books you can read these and I don't really know I need to start writing down the chapters and stuff of these and start giving them to people but um, Stolen Legacy I get the author but Google Stolen Legacy and it'll talk about that as well so when people say that you gotta say okay put yourself yeah he was a nigga it was a nigga who created the internet if you don't know Philip McGuali he wrote a mathematical algorithm in which this algorithm allowed servers to talk to each other. It solved highly advanced mathematical equations like three billion per like three every three seconds or something like that. So about a billion per second. Somewhere around that. Research this stuff. Don't take my word for it. Anything I tell I say you hear me say, don't take my word. Um, um, so this is, this is my reason for, I don't care. Say nigga, call me a nigga. I'm a good company, but Moors, I had a 70 year, a 70 year old man tell me that Moors weren't black. Okay. My Hispanic brothers, Morena means black skin, dark skin, right? And the Mormons, <laughs> that's crazy that the Mormons, with you know said took that religion because um i don't think his name was sam whatever his name was the guy who uh posted that found it the religion he actually went to new york now manhattan was inhabited by moors this is remember i told you i don't know if i said it earlier but i tell you i film more i think i said the projects that surround where i grew up prince hall was one of them prince hall was a moor from the americas they thought he was a slave so it was black people here in americas going way back before the mayans Incas, and the aztecs the, they call them the omex which is a rubber plant down in south america um, but they were thick lip high cheekbone they had cornrows in their hair too. This large, um, huge statues, um, stone statues carved. But that's here and there. Going back. But Moreno, Negra. Negra means black. <laughs> Look in your crayon box. So these words are a description of things of a color, whatever, have been bastardized or negatively. But if you. Put him in a positive light. Well, Jesus was described as a more a nigger, a nigger, had Negro as uh, attributes, phenotypes. Um, you know, the people of the island of Crete who were Greeks said that they got their first knowledge, uh, got their knowledge from, uh, which would probably be Ethiopia, Sudan, all those areas and stuff like that, Sudanese, and. You know, those people migrated to the western part of Africa and, just, and created the hierarchy of the greatest, the, which was uh, Timbuktu, the highest 
form of intellectual institute in the world of its time. It was the Oxford, Yale, Harvard of its time. It was the Stanford of its time. You know, this is this is that creme de la creme. Everybody came there. So understanding these things will make you better person. Getting back to my argument, a black man told me that a Moor was not black. Black people or people right now say Eminem's the best MC ever to do it. A hundred years, a thousand years, maybe even a hundred years from now, somebody will be saying Eminem was the best nigga that ever did. <laughs> so this is why I like, you know, don't let people, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes when people describe you and they make situations, you have to take it in stride. You have to understand that this is something that is not to be given away don't give the energy away and that's one thing we do a lot of times is we allow people to take our energy and say oh not a nigga or whoop de whoop or this no this is how it's going down and this is what essentially it's going to be okay so this is my rant on and my breakdown of why i feel um that whole thing about the Eminem and um and, and 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 I hope people take this and think about what I'm saying. White, black, green, Asian, mad, Hispanic, whatever. Take these things that I'm saying and put them in its totality and understand what I'm saying. Because sometimes I go to micro to to try to expand to the macro. Of what things are, of course, and and like even as a white person, you should be proud. You should be proud of, you know, saying your ancestry, or whatever, like that. But not at the point of where you dis, uh, where you just totally dismiss a culture that lived before you, that where you got it from. And, and I understand people saying, "Oh well, well they conquered you, so it's their uh, the conqueror rights to the history." Well, yeah, but. Truth is truth. I don't care who's the conqueror or whatever, who may have come about. You know, saying the truth is the truth. You know, saying you had great societies that exist um, thousands of years before anybody. And and my pet peeve about saying African. I'm not an African American. Not an African. Um. It's and that's just my truth. Because that place was called Cushing Kemet, Ethiopia. Ethiopia means burnt branch. Um, and the empire, the Kush Kemetic Empire, went from the what they call the continent of Africa today, Madagascar, um, what they call the Middle East, southern Turkey um, today, um, what they call India today. And it went all the way to ancient Ionian, which today is called Asia. So this was all the Cushing Kemetic Empire. That's why you look along there, you'll see melanated people all throughout that area because that was the empire. So, and Jerusalem was a, was a part of that. Um, a quick little thing I want to say about the whole thing with Jerusalem. Um, a lot of Christians and white Christians especially said, uh, like, 
some part in the Bible they talk about uh, there'll be no more speaking of wars or rumors of wars, whatever. And once the true people go back to Jerusalem, true inhabitants of Jerusalem. So we just talked about Iranian war, I believe, yesterday. Uh, Trump killed some general over there in Iran. I don't know. Um, we're still talking about wars. There's still rumors of wars going on today. Um, so either something's not right or either something's not right with the people who are currently inhabiting Jerusalem they're not the the ordained people or the chosen people to be in Jerusalem or something's not right about that whole situation because if we take the people which is a transplanted people from so they gingerfied Jerusalem too. So the gingerfied people that took over Jerusalem, you know, saying because if you have Polish, you know, ancestry, German ancestry, something like that, how can you be a Jew? Original people from that area, an indigenous people from that area. That's like saying that um, that colonists are original people of the Amer of what they can now call the Americas because America is named after some Italian explorer named America Vespucci who came before Columbus and he came to northern the northern part of the continent of America North America so Christopher Columbus never even came into the America the North Americas as we know it he came into the islands the Caribbeans that's where he went and I heard he did a bunch of crazy stuff, molested, rape men and women, children, stuff. So, you know, this is a history. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's that's really real. So, I'm breaking down different things that I'm trying to correlate, and hopefully, people understand what I'm saying. Uh, hopefully, I haven't jumped around too much and uh, gave you a lot of food for thought. But yeah. Um, Eminem has never really been, and he might, am I, can I, do I give him the MC, yeah, he's an MC, you know, um, not my genre, you know what I'm saying, and, and that's, that's cool, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of rappers that I don't, and they're black. I don't. I never really got into it. Like I never really got into too too much of the other southern stuff. Like Master P, I'm genius, pure genius. Master P is a pure genius. Only I think Master P song I think I like was Na 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 Na. Uh, that's the only Master P song I think I I kind of I mess with. Um, he had people in his camp that I messed with, like Mystical, when Mystical jumped on his camp, um, Mr. Fiend, I believe, and that dude, I, can't, I never remember his name, but I like that one song, he said, La Fly, like, any eagle, see, no evil eye, I think the video, they were on, like, some kind of yacht or boat, that dude was raw, I liked him, but I was, like, Mia X, I thought Mia X was a dope female MC, I think she probably, like, the dopest MC they had on their camp for, you know, yeah, X was she was she was doing her thing, like the content or whatever. I I really didn't really get into Mr. Ice Cream Man. I never really like uh, see uh, wasn't no Silk. I never like his offbeat Ron, but you know he he fathered a lot of MCs, a lot a lot of new rappers. I would say not MCs. 
a lot of new rappers out here now. He followed their style. And, you know, saying you got to give props to him. But, you know, <laughs> but Master P, I, I look, Master P is a genius. That dude forever. Country dumbed him down. Hey, look, I, I talk to my cousins all the time about my cousins from some of my cousins from Cali. They be all the country. Man, can you come out here and play with these country bumpkins if you want to? Cause you you come thinking they country bumpkins if you want to in all the black college universities right here in the south. You come do that if you want to, you will get disappointed, partner, for real. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it, it is what it is, man. But at the end of the day, um, Eminem went platinum, triple platinum, some whatever he did. Probably sold most albums of all times. Him being a goat as far as the MC game, the the goat in the MC, the hip hop game, I can never give him that because, I mean, and this is my true, and any, I think any real MC or whatever, I think Nori, Nori White, one of the only few cats that really stand up like nah, M, I ain't, I don't consider him, like you know whatever, I don't consider him being, and I, that's why I respect a lot of Nori. I, I respect Nori for that because a lot of cats they take scared to say it, you know what I'm saying? Because they still trying to eat, and I understand that. I understand Royce Five Nine can't say that. I understand that them dudes can't say that. You know what I'm saying? Nick Cannon, him doing what he doing? I don't know. I ain't really. It, it seemed kind of fake and weak what Nick is doing. I mean, just being honest, you know what I'm saying? Um. I never really respect Cannon as an MC, but he's a great businessman. I think he's, you know, he does what he does. You know, comedian, standing like that. That's Nick. Him doing his his business thing. I, I think he's he's awesome. Like everybody in the MC, and this is what it is. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying it's like I can't say Eminem's the greatest, the go the greatest of all time. I'm, I can never say that. Can't say that Nick Cannon is a great MC. You know. Or Jamal, I can't say he's a great MC. I, you know what I'm saying? Bar from bar, if they were going at each other, I don't know. Eminem might get him on some lyrical. You know what I'm saying? Unless, unless, Lord Jamal go back to brand new me with that flow. Because sometimes a flow can make you not being such a articulate MC make you great. Like, Old Dirty. Old Dirty wasn't the greatest. Like, he got a song where he said, Messing around with spray with Lysol in your face like a can of mace, baby. Now you're learning how. You even know my style. You're like, blow. I see if it goes, no one knows. You forget. Dudes be quiet as kept. That made him a dope MC to me. Because of his delivery. You know what I'm saying? And nobody else. Can. His son be trying, but he ain't Old Dirty. His son got flows, too. His son is nice, but he ain't no dirty. He'll never be old dirty. And that's the truth. Just like I say, Eminem never be the GOAT. And people really in their heart. And like, even if you fuck with Eminem and you listen to his music. You, if you were a real hip-hop connoisseur. You put Eminem over Rock Him. A Karis one. You put him, Love's Gonna Get You. Um... Let me drop science. All these things. And you try to tell me. Come on, man. 
I'm like, come on, man, really, really, dude. And that's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, like I never been pill popper, and I, I uh, this new generation of drug induced whatever. I ain't really feeling that. I never been a gangbanger. I mean, and and I should maybe even address on that too. Talk about that, like the Wu saying some gangster shit. Uh, Kooji Rap saying gangster shit. Um, Ghosts and Raekwon talking about gangster street life shit. Um, Jay Z, Biggie, all of them talked about it. I seen it, never done it. Been close to it. In some instances, um, never done it. But it was it was a very articulate way and artistic way of them putting that stuff together, which made me appreciate it. Um, so, you know, and, and it was a truth that it was undeniable. Like the one of the things that made me respect and love big and put him as my number one of all time. And, you know what I'm saying? Was his truth. My man said, black and ugly as ever. However, I stay Gucci down to the socks. When he said, when he talked about his him one uh, commit suicide, he's like, when I die, fuck it, I want to go to hell. I'm a piece of shit. It ain't hard to fucking tell. It don't make sense going to heaven with them goody goodies dressed in black Tims and hoodies. All my life, I've been considered as the worst from lying to my mother, stealing out a purse, from lying at the line for drugs to extortion. I know my mama wish she had a freaking abortion. That's some hard shit to say and to articulate. What he was saying that it made me, it, it brought me out of myself. It made me think about, damn, that's crazy, man. This dude saying this stuff about himself, you know what I'm saying? And he thinking that it was crazy. It was crazy as hell, bro. But you know, but you know, it was it was articulate, like as as messed up and crazy as what he was saying. It was like it was the delivery. The artism of how he put it down, and it was a truth that was undeniable. What he was saying, it was, it was kind of phenomenal, crazy. Um, he talked about. He said when he talks about a song, he he says, "No," he says, um, ten months in his gut." I wish moms will hurry up so I can get buck while juvenile, ripping mics and things. New York, New York, ready for the lights and things. Then came the date. He said. That uh, umbilical cord wrapped around my neck. I'm seeing my death and I ain't even took my first breath. That's some real shit. <laughs> That's real, bro. That's real. But yeah. But uh, I just wanted to get in touch with people. I don't know. I'm hip-hop and history. Hip-hop and history. That's what I'm going to do this. Uh, it's my new things. Um, I'm not gonna always talk about hip hop and history. I'm break down history and like just events going on. And I just want to talk about you know it's just my thoughts. And this has been one of my latest thoughts. I really wanted to get it out and talk about it because I think that this is something everybody need to hear. Um, you know, and uh, like I said, white supremacy messed up for everybody, blacks, whites, because it's like I said, white people. Uh, they they have to eat shit sometimes because of the white supremacy. Um, a short example that I'm I'll let it go. I may touch up on it on a later topic. Um, 
I remember in the beginning of the elections with Trump, and um, he was saying, okay, I'm going to get these people in West Virginia back in these coal mines. First of all, it's unhealthy for them to be in those coal mines. Black lung and shit, that shit's crazy. That's all they know. They work hard. They work hard. They hard-working individuals working out in those coal mines. Dangerous jobs. Okay. He knew that that wasn't going to happen. These new energies that we're trying to get, whatever, he couldn't bring them jobs back. Um, it, mechatronics and robotics. Um, we don't need humans doing that kind of stuff no more. Um, it's going to shake up those people. And those people have to think about a new way of eating or grinding. Everybody do at this point. Because they can automate anybody's job. Uh, AI is about to kill it. AI and robotics is about to take every human's job pretty much. So it's inevitable. You better learn how to work on them or code or something. Or, you know, create a, something, a service that people want, you know, because it's here. It's coming, you know. People like me, older, no, we, no it's coming. It's about to be here, you know. So, but they have to believe the lie and, 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 and bring somebody in because of conditioning of white supremacy and and dominance. Oh, this guy's going to do this. And then he doesn't fulfill his promise. So now they have to eat it. They have to eat their decision they make. Just like all of us have to eat our decisions that we make every day. And that's real. But look, y'all. Um... I'm about to let y'all go. Y'all hear the music coming in at this time. So, um, y'all have a y'all have a, have a good day, man. And good lives. And, and love each other. Treat everybody good, man. Everybody you come in contact, treat them good. Um, if you got broken bridges, burnt bridges, try to repair those bridges. Um, we don't know what's coming up, bro. They say like the true the true magnetic north is in Russia now. I remember a couple of years ago it was in Greenland. It was in the North Pole. So uh or the Arctic. So we really need to try to figure some things out. Cause something about to happen, y'all. Uh may not even be in our lifetime, maybe in our great grandchildren's lifetime. Something about to come. Uh or it may not be that long, but it's coming. So we, as human beings of a macro, need to all come together and understand that. Um, we need to find a way to work things out. These younger cats are trying a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's still, you know, grandma and grandpa, some people influence these younger cats. You know, in these supremacy groups. These crazy hate groups. And um, we need to kind of figure that out. But for now, y'all, peace out. Uh, my love. Lionhead Circle. Thanks for coming into the Lions Den and messing with your boy E Ray, aka Gilgamesh. Um, appreciate y'all, whoever listening. And um, two, look, I'm gonna sh- um, look. Email me. I got some headbands, LAC headbands. Um, I got thirty. I got thirty going out to the next thirty subscribers, the next thirty people. 
um, that emails email me lionheadcircle at gmail.com so it's the whole thing lionheadcircle all together at gmail.com you guys email me and email me your address and I'm going to send you out the lionheadcircle bands they're headbands you can use them as a face scarf in this winter time um, and multiple use scarves so I want to get them out to 30 people I got 30 people that subscribe that uh hit me up through the email you gotta hit me up through the email and subscribe you gotta do both and i'm gonna send you out a free headband head scarf you know a multi-use head scarf in that lac baby so um i want to thank y'all for listening really i do really want to thank y'all listening and uh y'all keep pushing doing what y'all do um if you like this send it to share it with somebody if you know saying if you got an opinion about it you know hit me up comment on it you know what i'm saying i'm gonna put this on uh youtube as well so um hit me up comment let me know what's going on what's popping um if you agree with me you don't agree with me if you got some suggestions or you if you want to learn more about the history stuff that i was talking about let me know i'll get i'll hit you up i'll let you know well, I'm talking about it in my next podcast, you know what I'm saying? Definitely get y'all LHC head, uh, multi-use head wraps. Um, peace, y'all. I'm out. Holla.